Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Dude, I'd like to first start off by saying that um, I am so grateful to have you in my life. Dude, I'm grateful to um, have you in my life, bro. You, you are one of the biggest reasons why <clears throat> I am one of the greatest traditional art and graffiti artists in the world. Well, I definitely don't deserve that credit, but uh, not no, not only because of what you helped me with, but because of your work ethic. You know, there's very few people that uh, work as hard as I do, and you're one of them. Thank you, brother. And, well, I like to call it uh, being a psycho. And, uh, um, <laughs> you know, for 10 years in the street, I saw, uh, you know, you getting up, man. And uh, I was just like, dude, this is the uh, uh, the guy I want to work with, man, the guy that uh, has been, uh, you know, consistent for uh, a decade, man. And I know he's about that life, man, because I'm just his fucking toy outside of the scene who's a fan and uh you know i was just like dude there's a lot of potential here man like people dig it man and i don't know if i sent you a little you know uh uh i came back at four in the morning after the club dude and i just popped open my soundcloud just to you know check how many people are like watching the podcast man and the past week mm-hmm. we had like over a thousand listeners man like af- after i sent you that screenshot like even more were listening man so uh, uh to what know, we haven't done a, how long when was our last podcast I, I don't it was, it was with uh grin like a couple weeks ago but you know sometimes the algorithm kicks in man and uh you know people want to come to the reason i listen to the podcast that i absolutely love is um you know my my favorite po- like i listened to heidi and frank's show a, a radio show actually that i've been listening to since i was in college man like it's just like chicken soup for my mind first of all i could just turn off and yeah, just listen, yeah. listen to like how these people are doing in my in their lives and uh you know, I, I hope we can be like that for uh, some other people, too, because, we, you know, we try not to get too controversial or political. And I feel like that's yeah. all that's out yeah. there. In the exactly. World, I, I did the same thing with my graffiti art. But, dude, one of the people that I actually. Um, I, I watch a lot of his YouTube um, posts is, is Chael Sonnen. Okay. You know who Chael Sonnen is? Yeah, of course. The uh, the original gangster or something like that. That's what he likes to call him, right? <laughs> the MMA fighter. Yeah. Yeah. This this guy inspires gangster. me with he, he inspires me with his effort. You know, yeah. like that guy is going to be great at whatever he wants to do, whatever he focuses on. And to me, uh, part of being great is being grateful. You know. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. The greatest people in the world 
uh, to me are great because they've gone through hell and yet still been able to be grateful. That's if you true. can go through some hell, dude, and still manage to be grateful for things and tell people that, you'll be one of the greatest. Well, let me ask you, man. Do you have a um, – there's been moments in my life where it's like a reference point of how shitty life can be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you, I don't know if you have one of those moments. Dude, for me, for me, that was about 24 hours ago, believe it or not. What I'm about to blow your I'm about to blow your mind, bro. <laughs> All right, well, so um, do you remember July uh, 15th when we were at Bergamont Station? You came down to say hi. And I just love that. Love seeing you there, man. You showed up, you know. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Effort, dude. You, you made the effort to come down there. I'm grateful. Um, I don't know if you remember me telling you, but I was dealing with a, uh, a skin parasite that uh, most of the people in this world have on their on their face. It's called Demodex, D-E-M-O-D-E-X, Demodex. And unfortunately, mine had started going haywire. Um, and it happens usually when your immune system kind of gets run down a little bit. And that's what had happened to my immune system, dude. I was so, like the past year for me was so tough. And I got very little sleep um, that it was wearing on my physical health. Mm. My mental health was still, you know, okay. But um, my physical health was, was, you know, getting lower. And so, man, these things, um, they look like a pimple or something like that. But then if you if, if you would pop it, like this little white thing would come out, but then more white things would come out of the same thing, dude, mm. at, the same, at the same spot. And then it looked like they would move over to another spot. And then if you open that up, you know, like more of them came out of there. Dude, it was it's like a sci-fi. Dude, I'm telling you. And like our guest today couldn't be a more perfect name for kind of what I'm telling you. Like Gnarly Harley. I love this guy. <laughs> I love it. I love this guy. Uh, he's one of my one of my favorite, you know. Um, and I'll tell you why later. But uh, it was so gnarly, dude. One of the not you know. I'm 54, and I've seen some. You know, my weird shitometer is, um, you know, pretty all encompassing. You know what I mean by my weird shitometer is, you know, when you've seen some crazy shit, some weird shit. You know, you're like, wow, that's like. Of all the weird shit I've seen before, that's the weirdest, you know. Like on my weird shit meter, that's like you know, topping out, right? Well, I would say last night, uh, two nights ago, um, I had to get a new weird shit meter. Got online, found the, the best one out there, ordered it, showed up like in a couple of hours. But within a matter of hours, it was useless. I had to make my own weird shit meter. Why? That is bigger than any other weird shitty meter in the world because um, I can't tell you. I don't want to tell you all of them um, because, uh, you know, there's I'll tell it at some time at some point. Um, but those uh, the those, those parasites that I was having problems with. um Come to find out, dude, about 15 years ago when I went to Africa, I stayed in this orphanage and the water that we drank was from down the street about, um, I don't know, third of a mile. We'd walk down there with, uh, with jugs and fill them with water. Hold on a second. Uh, Harley is texting me. No worries. 
take your time. There we go. Okay, so um, <clears throat> you ever heard of schistosomes? No. Neither had I, dude. No idea. When I was over in Africa, I heard this term bilhars. Like, oh, man, you got to watch out for the bilhars. And I was like, Bill Harz, um, is that some guy that's going to, like, come rob me or something like that? Like, I, what the hell is Bill Harz? Well, that's the name of the guy that um, kind of uh, discovered uh, schistosomes. S-C-H-I-S-T-O. If you just put, put in S-C-H-I-S-T, it should come up, okay, if you, if you can search that out. And there's different types. Um, and the ones that I most likely um, have been dealing with are called schistosomes mansoni. And that's because the guy that discovered this particular line of them or whatever species of them, uh, his name was um, uh, Manson, Dr. Manson. I don't think there's any relation to Charles Manson, but um, nonetheless, his name was Manson. So these are the schistosomes mansoni. Schistosome mansoni. Um, and dude, the, there was a well at the orphanage where I was staying and they didn't drink that water. They used it to, to wash the floors and to clean. And it came through the, um, the, the plumbing in the house. And I took one shower there, one, because when I was turning on the, uh, no, turning it off, when I was turning off the, the shower nozzle, um, which is metal and I was wet from the shower, I got a, um, electrical shock from it like there was a current running through it and come to find out later dude like the 15 orphans that were there at that house they made a game out of who could like hold on to it the longest i'm like dude wow talk about making um making something out of a horrible situation like they made a game out of it like who can hold on to the, the, the thing the longest you know he's like seriously dude like that was honest true facts right there so anyway evidently the water that i was bathing with because i ended up just using a um a bucket because i didn't want to get shocked anymore i just fill up that bucket and bathe out with a bucket was contaminated water that probably had the schistosomes in it and so throughout the past 15 years i've been dealing with some ailments that were kind of random but the schistosome is an amazing parasite um like i'm not going to go into that um but it was something that i need to get rid of okay and there's a, a um antibiotic called praziquantel p-r-a-z-i-q-u-a-n-t-e-l praziquantel take it for a day um you know i'm i'm about 82 um kilograms you take about 20 milligrams per kilogram um that's about 1800 milligrams you divide that up into three doses. You take them four hours apart. Takes care of the schistosomes. But wait, Peach. Amazing, amazing, what right? I went to an infectious doctor here, and what do you feel like when you when it when it acts up? Okay, so the Demodex, um, it felt like tingling. Okay, many months. I mean, let's see. I would say about seven, six or seven months ago, um, I started kind of feeling it on my back. And then maybe a month or so after that, I started feeling it kind of like on my face. And then I started feeling it around my ears. 
And then, dude, it just felt like one day I felt something crawling down the side of my face. So I got a, a magnifying mirror and a magnifying glass. And I could actually see this little white thing going down the side of my face right next to my ear. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I hope you weren't on drugs. I don't need to have this in my <laughs> life, bro. What's that? I hope you weren't on drugs at the time. <laughs> Just so uh-uh. That'd be like the worst, the worst thing to no. happen, you know. You know, dude. I, mean? I don't even smoke. I, I yeah. do edibles now. I, yeah. I, I smoke every once in a while. Like, um, no. So you, anyway, I'm sorry. You want me to let him in? Let let Harley in because he's in the waiting room already, man. Or do you want? Is he cool to wait for a little bit? No, he's okay. Let me let me just finish this right. I, I've I've dude, I could talk about this for days on end, the yeah, last yeah, 24 yeah. hours. But I have worked on shortening it up. All comes down to being grateful for things you could never imagine. Okay, so anyway, I drove here, okay, went through Aspen, and that situation of going up elevation, coming down elevation, I'll tell that another time. Um, but when I arrived here at the house, what I went through was the most grotesque and horrible things that I've ever been through in my life by far. And so I went to an infectious disease doctor here to try to get this taken care of. I took samples of these things that came out of my face. This guy needed to see either a urine sample or stool sample, because that's how you figure out if you have schistosomes, because of the eggs. Um, and so sent them off, came back, urine and stool sample, no eggs, no parasites. Okay? But I was still feeling the effects of the... And I didn't know, dude, it could have been a combination. The schistosomes change who they are. They're able to mask their themselves from your natural immune system, once they get into your lungs, to where your immune system doesn't even recognize them. And and that's why they can be in your body living for up to 20 years, okay? Crazy. But um, once I got here, I noticed that there were these little pieces of, it looked like a a tiny, you know how carpet, like shag carpet, um, like if you were to take one of those threads of the shag carpet and then take a little bitty tiny thread off of that, like how small that thread is, those things were like kind of flying around in the air and they were all over shit. And um, I was like, wow, what the hell is this, you know? And then I looked it up and if you could look up horse hair worms, okay? Just like it sounds, horse, horse hair is one word, horse hair worms. And unfortunately, the first thing that I saw was... Um, that uh that they were fatal you know and when i went back later and looked at it um i just unfortunately saw the wrong thing wrong post to see everything else including the nih and mayo clinic um dude i've been down many rabbit holes with this stuff you can't even imagine i'm so knowledgeable i'm more knowledgeable about this than the infectious disease doctor that i went and saw here um and they're, but they are not fatal. They actually, you know, they you ingest them. You breathe them in, and then look at you, dude. You look like you're about you to have, freak you're, out. You're, no, I mean, I'm concerned, bro. I mean, you're telling me, dude. Like, let me finish. You, I'm about to bring it together, and you're gonna freak you out, okay? So, I'm actually ingesting these things because the way they come out of you is through your your you know your urine or your stool. And what I noticed was. Uh, like the day before, like, and maybe a couple days after I got here, that um, when I was looking down at the toilet after I had used it, that, that it looked like a girl's hair, like, you know, this long of a hair that was in the, in the toilet. 
I was like, what the fuck? Who was over here that, um, you know, used the toilet and, you know, left their hair in here? But then, um, you know, I, I noticed it more and more. And um, after I read up more about them, um, what happens is when you, when you pee them out, they come out in a string. You're connected with a, a very, very thin string, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, and every so often, there's like a little baby, okay, on that string. So I was like, oh, man, are you kidding me? I've got now another parasite in me, like three, maybe even more. Okay, dude, believe it or not, I'm about done with this, okay? Lo and behold, come to find out, once I've realized that they aren't harmful, that they actually help uh, get rid of, of pests. Like they will, they will take over a cockroach and live in the cockroach, okay? Or cricket. Like, um, it's amazing. They're amazing. <clears throat> and then this morning, dude, like all that tingling that I was having is pretty much almost gone. Do you think that that These? Yeah. Hair worm basically uh, uh... is eradicating and leveling out the demodex because you want them if you have them they actually work for you they they keep your hair follicles uh clean they, they eat sebacum which stops up your hair follicles okay uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um but somehow they are leveling me out and i'm thinking dude and i this is so gross okay but i'm almost done when i looked at that stool i could see what looked like schistosomes in there too so they're oh, taking bro. them out bro uh, and i have never felt better and I am so grateful well, for I'm horsehair glad. worms. I'm yeah. grateful for horsehair worms, bro. Did I freak I'm, you out? Uh, no, no. I'm, let I'm let really Harley in. Let Harley in. Okay, I'm really glad. I'm sorry to okay. get around. Dude, you are rocking but, uh, the fucking music. Your music producing is just <laughs> Hold on, bro. awesome. But let's talk about this. Someone we're talking to Harley. Go ahead and let Harley in. Oh, my God, bro. I don't want to talk about poop on the podcast anymore. <laughs> hey, I promise you I won't. But, you know, I'm, I'm real. Yeah. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Woo! Look at that beard! Beard, yeah! Dude! I love it! The computer was like trying to update Zoom at the worst possible time. And I was like, oh my god, gotta be doing this right. Two minutes before. Sorry about that. But dude, I I am so grateful that you're able to join us today. I'm going to ask you two questions to begin with, okay? Um, sure. First one's going to be uh, because your name just happens to be so appropriate for the stories that I just told when James and I first get on. You have to check it out. I'm not going to say anything about it. Um, but <laughs> the word gnarly couldn't have described it better. So gnarly Harley. Okay, so first, where did you get that name? And then second, um, tell me something, something that you're grateful for. And you can do it in either order or whatever. Um, sure. You know? So, uh, and I don't usually start off like this, but I, you know, whatever. That edible's hitting teeth right now. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. It will in a little while. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Harley. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Harley is my, this is my bro, James, right here. I am grateful James, for him. Hell yeah. Man. So much. I'm looking forward to this, man. So, uh, I, especially yeah. after what I put him through. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dude, no, I can't I'm wait for you to look. tell me. I was going to say, I'm grateful to be here. So it's uh, awesome to connect with other creatives and to uh, 
talk all things creative and uh it's super cool so that's one thing to be grateful for and to be acknowledged to um share you know creative knowledge experiences wisdom whatever um well, life we're gonna, we're gonna leave that up to you man because we're two dummies man and we're trying to figure it out ourselves man. no okay <laughs> no look hey so dude the fact that you start with what you're grateful for instead of your name first you i mean right away i already love you you know what i mean like, <laughs> um that's awesome okay so the name gnarly harley where'd that come from bro yeah, so uh, Harley's the first name. Um, my parents kind of went through all the names. My dad was, uh, he was military. So he had a Harley back in the day, which kind of inspired the name to come to the table. And That's they what went I thought. Them, and my mom was like, yeah, it was the one that stuck. It was just, you know, that was the name. It was it. And then uh, the nickname Gnarly came about from surfing, from friends calling me Gnarly, Gnarlos, Gnarls, um, Nar Nar, Nar. And then, so Nars in charge. How do you like that? Nars in charge. Nars in charge. <laughs> so yeah. Dude, okay, wait um, a second. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Dude, what is that behind you up on the wall? So that's a seahorse that's made from driftwood from the bay, the Choctahatchee Bay. Who made that? Some lady. Um, I don't know. I, I bought it at a store, and um, the lady that I guess runs the store that sells consignment uh in navarre beach uh she was telling me about it, it was all driftwood from the Ch the bay choctahatchee bay and i was like wow that's, that's really awesome cool. and that's i was like cool. oh, it was only a hundred bucks i was like a hundred bucks it could be like a lot more dude oh my gosh yeah wow so, i'm grateful that you got it for that price i bet you're grateful to have gotten it for that i'm price, grateful right? that i got it for a hundred bucks <laughs> Okay, James, we're not going to say we're grateful for everything, okay? Don't worry about it, all right, bro? <laughs> so, uh, Harley, let, 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 oh, let, let, let me step in for a second. Uh, where are you joining <laughs> us from today? I'm sorry? Where are you joining us from today? So I'm joining you from Destin, Florida. Ah, teacher's hometown, man. So uh, I assume yeah. that's how you guys know each other, basically, right? Yeah, I, really, uh, I mean, um, I actually uh, found out about uh, Harley um, from a friend of mine um you know before i even met him here in destin i saw him once here in destin what was that at the at land sharks was that where i saw you I it was yeah it was at land sharks dude how's that for a memory for a fucking 54 year old huh heck yeah <laughs> I, you know i feel like uh you know we've heard a lot of stories about destin florida on this podcast uh peach calls it the redneck riviera basically sometimes you know what i mean is that does that hold true to uh uh to what he's saying or is it like nicer uh, what, what's your you know uh, idea of destin i'm just saying obviously uh, you're from there as well too so uh, i'm always just curious you know? well no 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 we don't know that where are you from uh I'm gnarly where are you from gnarly so i, I was Harley. born originally at eglin air force base which you, you're aware of eglin hmm. so Dude, that's where my parents met at the chapel singing in the choir really yeah and then on, oh. on sundays and on mondays they you know, go to the armament laboratory where my dad works, uh, designing bombs and mines and stuff. My mom went to the mathematics laboratory where she did all the programs, analyzing for the programs that went into the, you know, the machines that my dad built. Wow, that's uh, that's and a we're combo. Christians. We're Christians, right? Yeah. Asked my dad about that one day when I was fourteen, and he had a scripture all ready to go. I don't remember what that scripture was. I don't remember what it said, but I remember it rationalized my dad what he did for work. Mm hmm. Well, so, that's, that's real interesting, man. When you said wow. Eglin Air Force Base, I was like, that sounds familiar. You know what I mean? So uh, 
Okay, so uh, okay, so where you're born there, and then um, th did you move to Destin later on, or how you know how did you uh, start this you know artist journey basically? So I was born and raised here, and then I've a couple times almost moved away. Once uh, after college, I was going to move to San Diego for a marketing job, and then stayed here, which actually completely changed my trajectory, which led me into doing what I'm doing now. And then my parents, uh, my mother's originally from uh, from London, and uh, that's Whoa. where I get all the, the creative genes from. She's an artist. And so um, they moved back, they moved over to the UK in 2008 and moved back here in 2016. But yeah, I've always lived here and it's home. It's the uh, the Redneck Riviera, if you want to call it, you know, it's, <laughs> it's the South. It's It's a different part of Florida. It's like, it has a southern charm, but then it's Florida. But then we get infiltrated by like the South. And so, I mean, it's the other not states, the other states, like, you know, you ask anybody that's from um, Tennessee, um, uh, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, um, South Carolina. You ever heard of Destin? Like, hell yeah, man. I've partied in Destin before. I've gone fishing. Destin's like the luckiest fishing village in the world. The Redneck Riviera. It's the spring break destination, basically, right? I, I would assume. Well, it's not well known as the spring break destination, which, okay. thank goodness, it's already just jam-packed during that no, time. But so um, like Panama City. Beach. Not... Panama City. You ever heard of Panama City Beach? Mm -mm. Okay, Panama City Beach is a spring break destination. <laughs> People go there, and oh, my gosh. It is horrible. And then there's Pensacola. Um, Pensacola actually is one of the oldest cities in the United States. That's true. Mm -hmm. It failed as a city. Um, and that's why St. Augustine, Florida is, I guess, supposed to be the um, oldest city oh, yeah. in the United States. Um, but uh, Pensacola was the first. Mm. So, um, sorry. So, you see, Harley, sometimes we just don't stay on track. We start wandering off and, and you know, <laughs> just whatever the fuck comes up. You know what I mean? Um, but but no, man, that's, that's, that's okay. You know, as, <laughs> yeah. as as we're just trying to entertain ourselves at the end of the day and figure all this artist journey out, you, you know, and whoever we're with. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm, it's a, it's a conversation, however it goes, however it flows, you know, exactly. Yes. Yeah. But we're going to find out some things about you, you know, okay. Um, maybe even some things that, oh, and by the way, we record this is not live. Yeah. So if there's anything that you talk about or say or whatever, that you think maybe later, ooh, I don't know if I want that. Let us know, okay? Because our uh, in-house editor is one of the best, and um, that dude will take it right out. Okay. Well, I was going to say him right there. That's our in-house editor, okay? <laughs> this guy right here, James, okay? This guy is the reason why this show is uh, happening, okay? All I do is I get on this fucking computer and go, you know, blah, and um, somehow it works out okay. <laughs> Because we're yeah. so different, dude. This guy, um, for uh, when I first met him, uh, was big in, into the corporate world. He was mm -hmm. a pharma pharmaceutical rep for a pharma. I keep on wanting to say uh, drug dealer, but technically, but he was a pharmaceutical yeah. rep. And he, at the time, was doing deliveries in the area, um, what they call the Marrows and Fairfax um, district, kind of the, the street art district. And okay. he would see some really crazy artwork. And so he started taking pictures of it. And decided, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna start posting this stuff. And um, let's see, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a a website. And let's see, what should I call it? Um, how about LA Street Art Gallery? Hmm. Like 
you'd think that that name would be taken already, right? Right. It wasn't. He got it. Wow. Yeah. And has kept up with it. That's the big thing. He's kept up with it, dude. There's a guy at the time. His name was Greg Linton. And he ran this blog called Merrill's in Fairfax. Okay. And it became one of the the biggest uh, street art blogs in the world. Because this guy knew a lot about marketing. He knew how to do tagging. And, you know, algorithms and stuff were not that crazy back then. He knew how to get some attention. And then he passed it on to this dude. Thanks. Because he got other things. He was a musician and, you know, very good at other things. And he found more fulfillment in that. And he, you know, realized that this dude right here was way more psychotic than he ever could be, (laughs) as well as this guy right here. And so he was like, here you go, dudes. And so that's how we came about. And now, but now I've had an effect on him because now, um, what do you do? James, tell them what you do now. No, I mean, you, you know, I'm a music producer as well, too. But hey, you know what? Let, let's let's move this direction. Just a no, 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 no. Just a fucking moment, please, James. No, you know what? Forty-five seconds. Forty-five podcast with uh with Keith, man, has really uh inspired me because honestly, I always say this: before I became an artist, um, I would think, what's so hard about that? You, you know what I mean? Because I, I, I'm the creative, too. You, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I would do marketing campaigns for the companies I would work for. And I draw and I play music and I DJ and, and stuff like that, too. Right. And then I, I would always think like, OK, like what's you know, you know, I, I just want to be around. What's the fulfillment? People. Yeah. What's the fulfillment? If I'm not making any money off it, then like what's the point of me like diving deeper into this? You know, but doing this podcast, as I've learned, it's just like. It's a, uh, you know, it's a huge commitment to say that you are an artist and it's not an easy road. Sorry, quick sidebar. James's dad is Chinese and he grew up in a um, very Chinese oriented upbringing. And the Chinese, at least his, his, I should say, I don't want to speak for all the Chinese, but his particular family um, dynamics were that you find a good job that's going to support you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Being an artist uh you know maybe not so much i'm sorry go ahead james my bad well you know at the end of the day doing this podcast i mean just talking to so many artists and seeing that it's actually uh a lot of work and a lot of commitment it's not just sitting around and waiting for inspiration like (laughs) you know which i thought it was actually right and uh you know it's just uh it led me to really take my craft of uh electronic dance music a lot more seriously basically and uh you know now i'm like uh Make make a little bit of waves, not not nothing nothing at all major. But the thing is, it all came because like, <laughs> it all came compared because... to where he started and the amount of time dude's been doing this. <laughs> I don't think you'll find anyone that has been more impressive. I you'd be also, hard think... pressed to find it. Just a second, dude. You'd be hard hard pressed to find anyone who's done a more amazing you know uh, prog- progress than this guy with what he's doing. Okay, that's awesome, man. Cool, James. Well, well, like I said, man, um, you know, for, for me, I still do this podcast one just because uh, I love doing it. And we're we just want to keep going, man. Like it's it's kind of like a- we had some uh, offers from a couple of different sponsors, but we decided to not accept them because we wanted to be able to say whatever we wanted. And we wanted yeah. to be able to do this podcast whenever we wanted. OK, mm-hmm. when you have sponsors, you can't do that. 
And then you gotta you gotta do a, an ad for them. We have um, some Patreons that are the best in the world. Oh my God, Tamara, Tamara, James, tell them what Tamara told you about your. James is gonna be turning forty here at the end of September. Okay, okay. I'm gonna come back to to Los Angeles for it, and I'm gonna hang out at this party. I'm gonna do some artwork, and I'm so looking forward to that. Maybe, maybe I should come out to LA too because I got man. some. Dude, come with me. Yeah. Come with me. You can come with out. me, dude. I'll find somewhere for us man. to stay. We can stay. Well, James, can we stay at your place? Yeah. Well, I got. I actually have an after party at the Intercontinental, and I got a few hotel rooms for uh, uh after for the after the after the warehouse party, man. So, uh, you know, Sick. Harley, your boy Harley, you're gonna be taken care of, okay, bro? I'll take care oh, of. Oh man. So, so James, do you, do you know of a DJ in LA named Bradley Gents? um i don't but what genre does he play because uh uh you know it's a pretty genre wide. oh yeah. yeah i was gonna say please talk like a fucking redneck james what kind of music does he do he's like toronto techno um he kind of did like uh i was gonna say i recently became friends with him i met him down in miami at an event mm -hmm. and uh super cool dude and oh, I was listening man. to some of like his his tracks and stuff that he has available you know on um like itunes whatever and uh, there was one he did by um, like Fleetwood Mac, and then with another uh, uh, female musician that sang in. But it was it was really sick. Cool man. And, What's um, it, can you say his name again one more time? Bradley, uh, Bradley Gents. His last name spelled G E N T Z. Oh, that's an interesting way of spelling it. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'll, I'll check him out, man. But you, you know, the the best thing is like for me, honestly, COVID gave me so much time to kind of be able mm -hmm. to uh he, he leveled the playing field basically there was no live events you know at all basically right. for a long time and <clears throat> for me uh my biggest like holding me back was i didn't know how to produce it's like there's always younger kids that are more popular if you're a dj that's gonna bring the crowd right but at the end of the mm -hmm. day if you can't write the music then uh everybody's just uh you know kind of playing the same stuff right so um you know, COVID allowed us to do this podcast. We did two episodes a week during that period of time when we had already been. Dude, that was my fucking therapy. Dude, what was COVID like for you? Man, um, here in Destin, it was like the wild, wild west. I mean, it was open. I mean, they yeah, tried to lock. I, I mean, they closed the beaches and stuff to, to get the tourists out of town because spring break literally just kicked in full force. And so they closed the beaches to get everyone to leave. And then... Um, Actually, that spring was like one of the best springs for waves that we had here. It was like nonstop surf. So to be honest, man, and some people would be like, well, how dare you go out, whatever. And I was like, man, I was in my studio painting. I was at the beach surfing. And it was probably the healthiest and best way <laughs> to do that. And yeah. um, I just, you know, made sure my health was good and stayed active. And um uh, yeah, man, it really, to, to be honest, it didn't feel like anything for me other than I just kind of kept doing the things. It I was liked. better. Yeah. You, you were grateful for it. Exactly. And you know what? I, wait, with James, I was just thinking about this uh, a little while ago, as a matter of fact. My, one of my most favorite days in LA ever was during the pandemic. It was, and that's because in LA, the traffic, oh my gosh. <laughs> it is and dude check this out even at nighttime even i remember i was going downtown la one time to put a piece up 
And one of the things I was looking forward to was being able to get out, get down there without any traffic jams or anything. Cause I would go get started about two 30, you know, 3 AM, you know, in the morning. And this one day, um, there was a traffic jam and it was because there was a massive fire, this, uh, apartment complex that is right next to the, to the 101 uh, had caught fire. And it was, they had only done like the wood um, studs and stuff like that, framing. And so it was like kindling, it was horrible. And, you know, it was, it was, you know, really kind of horrible of me to be pissed off that I was getting held up because of that. I mean, good grief, you know, like people are, you know, that's a horrible thing that happened and you're, you're bummed because you can't get somewhere as fast as you wanted to anyway. So the, my grateful, my most grateful day in Los Angeles and all the years that I've been there, other than the day that my, you know, met the wife and, and the kids were born yeah. is COVID. The first time that I went out, no one was out, dude. I went down the 101, I don't know, about 120, 130 miles an hour. And cops are not going to stop you. They were not going to stop you. They were not going to pull you over. Yeah. And so, dude, believe it or not, there were cars passing me. I was doing a, a at least 130 miles an hour. But like supercars or something? People like in Lamborghinis? No, going no, no, dude, <laughs> no. Like, um, I couldn't tell what kind they were because they were passing me so fast. And I, I didn't want to take my eyes off the road. I was, you know, being as careful as I could. But I was enjoying being able to do that, you know? Yeah, I got so many places and did so many pieces in such a fast time in such a big part of LA. You know, artistically, that was my most favorite day ever in LA. Well, so anyway, you went, you went to go put stuff I, up. You mean like during yeah. during that? Okay. Oh oh oh! I did it. I did a stencil of Big Boy. I did it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Fair enough. I did a stencil of Big Boy, who is a uh, a radio show host, because Big Boy so much like respect. Big boy yeah. from like Outcasts. No, no, it's a different. Yeah. It's, oh no, it's different. Different. no, 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 no. But he's, he's uh, a yeah. this particular uh, big boy. Um, yeah, he's he's just okay, a uh, just a, I don't know. He probably does other stuff too. But um, he inspired me because they, he was called Big Boy because he was very overweight mm-hmm. and uh, for a very long time. But then he um, started, you know, dieting and got himself down to a healthy weight. You know, and I just always listened enjoyed listening to his his show in the mornings and um so i that's why i did a stencil of him and i was putting it up on this box right near where uh they were doing his show at the time and i remember not long after that someone one of his the girls that was on his um uh like co-hosting the show with him had seen it and like took a picture and showed him and um he had like posted it up or something like that and then sent me a dm and and I've just never really been good about DMs, you know, because I was really busy with kids and all that stuff. And so I, I think he maybe tried to, you know, reach out and link up and then, you know, I just didn't get back to him in time and then he just moved on. But, you know, I appreciate him trying anyway. But so anyway, yeah. I'm putting that stencil up and this cop pulls over and he did not get out of his car. Um, <laughs> I had, <clears throat> normally I don't wear a mask when I'm outside, you know, because I don't have to worry about the fumes when I'm spraying. Yeah. But that day I had on a, um, yeah, an OSHA approved um, uh, respirator. Okay. And um, so when he pulled up, you know, I'm sitting there looking at him with a respirator on and he can see that I'm this, you know, 50 year old white guy. 
Uh, and he's like, hey, um, what, what are you doing? I said, oh, well, um, you know, I, I have a permit to, to do artwork on these boxes. And, um, you know, some people have assigned ones. And then uh, for people like me, like if I see one that has some, you know, graffiti on it um, or some markings, some people's mind, you know, I'm, they'd like for me to like go over that and put a piece of artwork up. And he's like, oh, that's really cool. And I was like, do you know who this is? He's like, yeah, that's big boy. <laughs> the, uh, and so, uh, uh, Harley, let and, me show you some context, just kind of like, uh, so this guy used to be like this uh, hip hop radio station, um, uh, just kind of guy. Radio show host. He, yeah, he was this guy in the, the, in the, on the right right here, this really large guy. And then, uh, you know, now he kind of looks like this guy right here. This this is how skinny he is, too. So, uh, you know, it's just one healthy, of those, very one healthy those, uh, Los Angeles uh, vo voices, basically. But um, but yeah, man. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So this that's what I mean. I was trying to tell a quick story. But, you know, when I'm talking about someone else who I'm grateful for, I just <laughs> want to include a little bit more information, you know. But, dude, right, let's bro. talk about well, yeah, your exactly. artwork and one of the reasons why I think that I'm sorry. Go ahead, James. Did you want to say something before? No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, you're, Gnarly is, uh, is one of my uh, favorite artists um, because I had, I mean, I know, I'm sure that maybe someone has done a version of, of what you've done with the way mm -hmm. you do it with the, with the fish, but you are the first person that I ever saw whose work I saw doing this. And then um, you've, uh, you know, You've done some different versions of it and everything and so basically when i first i think was that when i met you or was that after i had seen you at the land shark see that's when your age comes in anyway i saw you down at the docks and i think there was a big old <clears throat> was a blue marlin maybe and um okay. you would put uh you'd put some paint on the fish it was sitting there laying on the dock and yeah. then you took the canvas and you made a mono print was referred to technically as a monoprint. And, you know, I saw you doing that and I'd seen your work and I was just like, dude, you know, this is amazing. I love your work and everything. And then I, you know, didn't want to hang out long because, you know, you don't want to be, um, you know, stepping on, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So um, those of you who are watching, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, just amazing. Talk about being one with nature um, and being able to make uh, artwork for it that, that people will just, you know, uh, they love it. It's it's uh, so you know this as we're going. I mean, he's actually putting the paper he's... on the actual fish. That's not paper. That's canvas or canvas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canvas on the fish. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, uh, Harley, do you have, uh, what, what? Do you just use canvas, or do you have you use papers, or what? What uh, types of um, uh, canvases, I guess, material do you use? Yeah. So the uh, the art form. Uh, originally derives from the from Japan from the Japanese which is called a uh, giyotaku so pronounced the gyo is giyo and then taku um, which that translates to fish print or fish rub and the traditional way with the art form is using uh, like black ink like sumi ink and rice paper yeah. different blends there's mm -hmm. a lot of different blends of rice paper so i had ex experimented with that um, and I guess the way I paint with like the acrylics and kind of what I learned because I didn't really study so much on that. I just dove into it. Um, I just 
What was the first print. thing that you tried to print? Like, what kind of fish was it? You remember? So the very first fish I printed was a uh, was a pompano, and uh, very cool looking fish. Very pompano, cool. you know, they're great to eat. Like an alien, looked like an alien fish, maybe. Right, so like smooth at the eyes, and but they have a lot of like really beautiful iridescence, like a little yellow on the belly, yeah. and blues, mm -hmm. and kind of green iridescence. Um, normally, real silvery and white, but um, very good eating fish, fun to catch. And yes, um, oh god, it tastes so good. I did a print of did several prints of that on canvas um, originally, and then the second fish I printed was a Spanish mackerel I caught fishing off a paddleboard. And then the third fish I've nice. uh, Oh, wait, 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 wait a second. Wait a second, okay? Let me just give people a little uh, education on catching okay. fish off of a um, paddleboard, okay? <laughs> sounds fun, you know? Sounds easy. You're just standing on like a piece of a dock floating around, you know? And, and you got your fishing pole with you there, and then you catch a, a fish, you know? Eh, no problem, right? Ah, how good's your balance? Hmm? How good is your balance? You talk about building up your core strength. If you're able to go uh, fishing on a paddleboard and do that every day, your core will never be in better shape in your life because mm -hmm. you got to keep balance on a board while you're bringing in a fish, which is not a consistent, continuous amount of pressure in a certain direction. You know, it, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, what's, what's going on? No! You know, <laughs> so, dude, to catch a Spanish mackerel, how big was it? It wasn't that big. It was probably a couple pounds. Um, I just caught, I was in the spring, just fishing off the paddleboard, and there was lots of them around. But um, okay, hold on just a second before you go on, folks. That doesn't sound very big, pound or two or whatever. But if you're, there's certain fish, if they're one pound, they can pull you out of a fucking boat. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. And you're on a fucking paddleboard. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I mean, I've, originally like got into or kind of was started experimenting with the art form because i had i had started i had a podcast i started back in like 2006 so way before oh. anybody knew what a podcast was which was for like tourism and travel to here to destin so i was creating a lifestyle brand with that and then i was like you know the first run of the lifestyle brand i'm going to do is with the art form of you talk i'm going to print local fish digitally transform the shirts and that'll be the launch of my lifestyle brand and merch I showed my mother what I was doing. She's got an extensive art background. She went to the Royal Academy in Central London, Brighton School of Art. So she's did oh, art wow. graduate school at the Royal Academy. So she's, yeah, she's like. Okay, she's I know, I know who that. Where I know where that is, and I'm I'm impressed. And I have all the respect for your mom. I am grateful for your mom. Uh, yeah, wow, I'm very dude. grateful for so, my mom. But so she, what, did uh, she, what did she have to say? Go ahead about she. Your, she encouraged it. You know, she. Uh, I was telling her what I was doing, and she was like. You know, screw the bloody T-shirts, do more of this. And um, I just got obsessed with it and started painting every fish I could get my hands on, my friend's fish. And I just was just painting, man, just enjoying it, loving it. I've never once had the like this goal or idea or plan to become an artist. It really happened unexpectedly, very organic. But it's always been something that was like underneath my nose. Like I grew up with it always see my mother painting she had a little studio room would always paint and have me you know try to do um portraits where i'd have to sit still and i'd be like um i want to go skate oh my god dude okay so <laughs> your mom did portraits okay what other than than portraits what did, did she use oil or acrylics do you remember like what um, she was pretty um pretty versed in like or 
diverse like with different mediums like she's done like charcoal pencil but mostly i mean watercolors acrylic but mostly oils she likes to paint with oils because she can go back yeah and um she's very like detail oriented so that's where i get like the the hyper realism from because i see how you know i've just i don't know it's just like when you're a kid my parents used to make me stand in the kitchen and watch them cook but because i never they never Dude, I love your parents. I am so grateful <laughs> for your parents. I wish there were more parents like your parents. No, they're that was that was my great black grandparents. For for me, Wait, when what? I was growing up, for when when I was growing up, it's like, hey, you want toys? Well, guess what? You can watch mom cook and entertain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And then, uh, yeah. dude, I just—I mean, I already love I and respect your parents too. so much, but yeah. I just became a whole nother level grateful for your parents, bro. And it's like, hey, guess who's washing the dishes, man? And we're gonna ask you all about school, so you can't be on, you know, you know, while, while you're oh, washing man. the dishes, man. That, okay. That was... But anyways, dude, that that, that explains everything, you fuck. God damn, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Okay, so go ahead, gnarly. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess just being around, being around my mother, and just growing up with all, you know, seeing the art. They'd take me to galleries and art festivals and. Uh, stuff like that so it was always just um I always appreciate it always enjoyed it I took naturally to art it was never like my mom put me in art classes like I was in kindergarten everyone be playing with toys and I had about crayons and was drawing and it just was natural to me and um ever since then it's just you know especially when all this came about and how it came you know I was like man okay you know this has always been under my nose I've always search for creative outlets with like writing i've always kind of had like an ear for music and um just other creative endeavors and stuff like that and um the art thing though now you know looking at it and looking back and how it all happened i'm like it couldn't have happened a better way and i absolutely love it it's like i'm like man this is me it's been me from since you know from early on it's you know it's just always been there and I've always like throughout my life searched for those I've always just had a lot to express or to say or to create it's just always been and been in me so I feel the exact same awesome. way man like when, when I look back I to be honest I never really knew what, what I wanted to do as a kid I just didn't want to be a loser <laughs> you know yeah I mean? right yeah, that, honestly, you wanted like, respect you want to be respected instead of looked down upon right well, I was just always in fear. I, I, I think I everyone be, wants uh, that. My bad. I, I think everyone wants that. I was always in fear yeah. that I was going to grow up a loser, basically. You, you know you know what I mean? I was always told that if I don't work hard, I'm going to end up on the street and be a loser. <laughs> like, you know hey. what I mean? But, but at the end of the day, I, when I look back, I, I, like when I found music and music production and everything, it's like, oh, it was always this. You, you know what I mean? Like the path of your life kind of led to that. And for me, that was the same thing. I didn't, I didn't understand why people wanted to play guitar if you didn't want to perform uh, for other people or be really, really good at. It. And I realize now it's that's different. Not everybody like looks at art that way. And the reason I viewed it that way is because uh, I am an artist. You, you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, um, everybody I is sorry. Well, like I said, other people need to try harder, but and it gravitates naturally towards uh, some people, you, you know, creativity. I, I think, right? So it all depends on what your means are, really. You know, if you're wanting that's to, true. well, that's what for I a while, about. like me, be be famous and, and rich with your artwork. You know, be known as just, you know, like uh, one of the greatest artists in the world. You know, like that well, that caused me some some problems. You know, when I wasn't able to accomplish that, 
getting notoriety because I've done some amazing things, you know. Well, well you still got time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're such a no, fucking it's asshole. True. It's true, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I've reached a point. No, no, no. I've reached a point where I kind of feel like Harley a little, you know. I don't give a fuck anymore if I get any notoriety at all, you know. Well, I know that my, uh, my skills in pretty much every medium, um, uh, yeah, like technically any medium, I can do just as good as anyone else. Okay. Maybe not better, but pretty much where you're not gonna be able to tell too much of a difference. Okay. And some of the things that I've done with my art, no, no other artist has done. I'm not going to go into all that, but technically I am one of the greatest artists in the world. Um, and one of the reasons for that is because um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all these things. And the more grateful you are, the more grateful you are. <laughs> and guess what word is in that word, grateful? Well, great. great. You become great if you're grateful enough. Harley, whatever you're going to do. I'm curious, man. You said that your mom is from the UK, right? Mm -hmm. um, does she have an accent I'm, when she speaks? So it's kind of a funny story because uh, – so she was born in London, but my mom, my mother's side of the family is Polish, like straight Polish. Like my grandmother went through like the Holocaust and all that. She was a slave. The Germans oh. took away from her family, like crazy stories. And then my Ooh. grandfather was in the anti-communist movement against Stalin. And he fought in the Battle of Monte Cassino against the Germans. My mother and grandfather, uh, grandfather moved to London. That's where my mother was born, my uncle. And uh, so my mom's first language is Polish, actually. So I've grown up with like the culture and heritage of, or the culture of the the, the Brits, but also uh, the Polish um, as well. So, but Dude, the Polish are some hardworking dudes. They're some of the hardest working, uh, the, the, the willpower and drive. Uh, you're not going to get better, in my opinion. I agree that like I have actually like a, a saw handle from my grandfather's uh, shed. And like he was just, like as my my mother and my grandma grandmother would describe him, in which I knew him before he had got Alzheimer's, like for a little bit up to about I was like seven or so, and then that's when his 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 mind started changing from the disease and everything. Um, but um, you know, from what they told me is he, and that's how he survived through uh, um, being held captive in Siberia. Is like they would ask the prisoners like if to to volunteer to do things and he'd always volunteer and would like figure it out even if he didn't know how to do it and so he was just always like determined just very hard working and my mom was like oh yeah he'd like pound nails in with his hands just like a but he was such a gentleman like very kind very soft and just very like stoic just and his name was wow, that's, a, that's a gentleman's gentleman my yeah, friend that's a gentleman's that. gentleman right there so your family but is that, like, Polish, basically. So, so wait, I'm just curious because so does your mom have an accent? Or I, yeah, I yeah. Understand. So, yeah, she, yes, she does have a she does have a British accent. So my friends have always been like, Harley's a Brit, and I'm like, no, I'm not British. I'm actually just Polish. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I'm always just curious because, like, you know, for for me, some people they grow up with their uh, uh, parents' accents. You know what I mean? But I found that you know, British accents like it's oh just, dude you hang out here in destin you got so many different people different <laughs> parts of the world coming through with all the different accents mm, okay. i at a young age i was able to you know mimic a, a bunch of different accents i don't try to anymore because i don't give a fuck but yeah because of that um that's why harley here 
um, uh, is, you know, sounds like if he wants to, you know, someone from around here, or I'm sure if he wanted to, he could probably take on any accent if he wanted to. Like I said, he doesn't, I mean, like, well, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, what, Harley? No, I, I, I was agreeing in a, in a British accent. I was like, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, man. I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's a good British accent. Maybe you need to say more words or something, but that's horrible. <laughs> Harley, when, when I look at your uh, when I look at your art, man, I, I just I think it's so cool because you use so many different mediums, like sometimes you use watercolor and sometimes you use kind of like uh, different types of, uh, you know, uh, paints and stuff like that. Right. Um, and, and well, OK, so, yeah, please go over what different types of mediums that uh, you like using at this point. Yeah. So mostly like um, or with painting and printing fish, I use all acrylics, um, mm-hmm. but there's. You know, it, it's very like with using like the canvas too, because I use different weights in canvas depending on the fish, because there's so many different little technicalities, such as like the skin on the fish, the scales. Also, too, there's other things such as like, um, like depending on when it fit, how long the fish has been in ice and also the time of the year. So like tunas usually get caught, you know, at the rigs, which is about, I don't know, I think 150 miles out or something. Yeah, so, and how long does that take to get to in a boat? Right, and then you get to tune in the boat, but then the, the drive back to the docks, um, the tune is on ice for a long time. So when that tuna comes out and it hits the docks and I go to paint it and it's 90 degrees, 100% humidity, the fish sweats really bad. So oh, yeah. there's a whole other technicality with like your consistency in the paint so that it stays and doesn't run off the fish so that you can still gather details uh, to pull a good print and capture all those um, important parts of the fish, but also like with the uh, the scales or the skin, uh, fin detail, things like that. So it's, there's a lot of little things like that. Um, it's not Dude, just- You became a, an engineer. You became an engineer. You had to engineer. You became a, an artistic engineer for the way you printed these guys. That's a good way to put it, actually. I mean, it's, cause there's, I mean, it, there's some other uh, Gyutaku artists out there. Um, and there's one that's in California who's uh, pretty well known for being like traditional. And he's always in controlled environments. He's always inside, you know, and I think when he put, po- and uh, he's mentioned where his posts of his prints are like his sixth or seventh one. Well, I post prints of just one because sometimes I only have time to do one. So I'm not only am I having to dial in based on the elements of what's going on with the weather, the heat, uh, what kind of fish it is, the medium and all that stuff. But also I have to work very fast so that the deckhands or the boat captain aren't waiting on me. Cause I never want to like go down there to paint fish on the docks. And then they're like, Oh God. Be, oh no. Here comes <laughs> I, you know? it. I knew it. But they're always like, you know, what what everyone's pretty stoked on it. And, um, but I just, it's just out of respect for time and all that. And I try to, you know, just do my thing and, not cause any you know not upset anyone and do my thing and then i go oh dude that's not difficult to to you know to hurry up and do do your creative thing you know and while people are going come on man that's not hard (laughs) (laughs) there's a couple if you're able to keep uh... a good attitude and 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 smile and be grateful through that dude yeah you that's that will strengthen you and that's you know again one of the reasons why you're such an incredible person dude well thanks man uh it's uh i'll say it's it's definitely been like you talk about like to become like an artist or to, to get to that point where you're like full-time art, you know, full-time artist. It's, um, 
you know, the grit, man, it's like my number one, I'd say, I don't, I guess you'd call it recipe or just uh, the magic thing to that's maybe created success or opportunities. And it's just so simple. Just show up whether if you're in a like commission anything or whatever, as long as you show up, it's like you're, and whether just show up in the studio, just show up, just be there, do it all the time, as much as you can. And I mean, not, yeah. and I hear, I hear people talk about um, wanting to be artists. You're like, man, I'm working like, you know, 60 hours a week. I got two jobs. I don't have time. And the other thing too, is kind of, there is like the whole, you know, we're for dreams to happen. And uh, what I've, what I've learned through my own experience is kind of like, you have to like, just do it. You know, there, there may be, a, there's going to be like a, get started, a, get started and get going. It took me like, I'd say there's like a year or two years worth of like full on, like bust in my ass, like working hard where I, I felt so beat down and like, just like, God, I just want to do this every day. But then, you know, I, I went through all that, but you had to do that because also too, all the repetitiveness helps you grow and evolve as an artist. The more you do it, the more yeah. you see and develop. Your experience, you build that experience yeah. and all that knowledge. Hell yeah, dude. It's not, and it's something, and also too, I didn't do it for money. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to make a bunch of money. I just had, I just wanted to paint. Like I'd pray in my studio and I was just like, I just want to do this every day. Just let me do this every day. So I can do and then as everything kind of evolved and happened, different ideas, different visions of, of life came about to where now it's like, wow, I get to do this every day. Like today I went surfing all day. That's why I'm all kind of roasted looking, <laughs> but I'm like, I love it, bro. I love it. I was telling someone in the water today. Cause she was asking, she's like, how's all your artwork going? This older lady named Lisa that surfed. She's like a legend. Um, she's like, I think almost said she's in her sixties and still paddling out surfing. She's awesome. And I was telling her, I was like, That's you know, awesome. the coolest thing to be honest is like the freedom. Like I wake up now and every day I get to do what I love. If the surf's flat, I'm painting every day and doing the things I love. And I've gotten connected with people that love to do all the stuff that I like to do, which is cool because it's changed my whole circle and it's, I'm getting inspired. Um, just, I don't know. It's just like that law of attraction traction it just brings the more you yes. get pulled in on your energy and being an individual the more you attract other individuals like yourself totally man. And then, manifesting you're manifesting it yeah I, I and then also like a lot of people they say they want to they want to do it you know, you know what i mean and then uh like i said the yeah you're gonna find out if you really want to do it the excitement oh, portion yeah. passes right the excitement portion passes uh and you realize your expectations this is fucking hard man and then mm -hmm. you still have to keep that excitement. I always say to people when they want to start, uh, a, a lot of people ask me about a musical journey. Like, you know, like, I want to do music, man. Like, okay. I always tell them, like, are you ready to commit 20 years, dude? Like, 20 fucking years, okay? Like, because I'm, you may think I'm at a certain level. This is for I'm someone whose expectations are to be, you know, someone who is, like, one of the best, who's, you know, great, getting all basically. kinds of fame and, and fortune and everything, you know. Yeah, that's I mean, what it takes first and then you gotta have the, the luck to have the right well, timing to do what it is you're doing well, mm -hmm. the thing is like because there's people committing 30 years and they're still not at the level that they want to be they want to be and they're still going 
Okay, so if you want to start today, you're 30 years behind them already. Like, you, you know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like you got to recognize that and still want to do it. Like I always tell people, I'm like, it's a lifestyle to be an artist, man. Like, you know, what I mean? oh, it's, yeah. a it's a lifestyle to be uh, a Christian, right? You go to church uh, on Sundays, right? There's, you, you know what I mean? And then so you surround yourself with certain types of people that will kind of and make sure course. you got the right expectations. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, I mean, you, you know, at the end of the day, I, like I said, the grit is what nobody tells you about when people uh, uh, talk about being an artist. I think you only see the side that the artist wants to show you, but the, you know, artists won't even let you see the gritty side until they know that you've been through the gritty side already too, as well. A lot of times, right? I mean, yeah, yeah you're not going to get any respect if you're just, you know, coming on the scene and you're, you know, doing really well and everything, and um, you might be kind of great for a little while, but then you're never going to be that great. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to be one of the greatest. Um, and whoever is the greatest, there's no such thing as one of the greatest is the greatest artist in the world. No such thing. Yeah. You know, and if you ever are that person, how long do you think that's going to last? Because you know, how long do you think you're going to be the greatest? Is there someone coming for that spot? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know and then I mean? here's the thing. Are you, are you still going to be grateful when that time is gone? Are you going to be like, Oh, I'm not the greatest artist anymore. Fuck man. You know, or are you going to be like, you know, man, I am so grateful to be on journey, one of the greatest artists in the world. On my journey, I've met a lot of people that hit it in their 20s. Okay. You know what I mean? And they got to a level that I still I'm trying to get to. But then I think about it. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, then you got to maintain that level. And, uh, um, you, you know, I'm grateful to take my baby steps. And uh, one day I'll get to the level I want to be at. But the thing is, like, you know, once you get there, like I said, I always ask people, then what? What are you gonna do then? What? Uh, Harley, did um, did you ever play any sports other than than surfing, like baseball, football, racquetball, polo? Yeah. So growing polo? up, um, like I I played baseball growing up, a little bit of soccer, and then um, and I started surfing when I was like 12, 13, and skateboard. I started Damn. skating when I was like eight. Ooh. Like I was skating vert when I was like ten years old. So wow. that was. Um, Dude, how old are you now? I'm forty one. Okay, well, so we're the same uh, you age. Right? Young fuckers, okay. man. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Fuck Holy, you, you guys. You know what I love, man, about like I'm grateful whole, for you. Your whole thing is that first of all, like Destin's obviously like a fishing town, right? You were able to take something that's like a foreign art, like Japan, like this Japanese style of fish art, and mm -hmm. kind of like add value to your town, man. Like you know, people are gonna be fishing and they're gonna catch the first marlin or whatever their first time, and now you get a do a custom kind of like a memorabilia of it dude that's awesome man like talk about now speaking of which um i just got to throw this one thing in there and um uh talking about being inspired by where you uh you grew up and everything um this design that came up while i was here um i think it was the last time maybe the time before um i finally had time to work on and i'm going to show you guys um uh, James, maybe I'll have you take it off later, or maybe not. You know, whoever is willing to watch this, you get to see um, a design that I'm not going to put up for a while. Okay, uh, and it's because the um, these images are basically a self-portrait. Okay, I'm a Pisces, and okay. so um, one of it represents the the light side of me. You know, that's friendly and and tries to be nice to people and everything. Um, and then you know, one side is the dark side. You know, that is military who, you know, uh, is able to go and kill people and not feel bad about it. So, um, you know, I, uh, 
that's that's the uh yeah that's gonna be the thing here soon i mean just <laughs> give you an idea i mean here you go <laughs> check my phone cover that's dope man you have your uh little little dogs uh, symbols that's really fun <laughs> people gotta watch people gotta fucking uh, watch make an effort you know harley let me make an you. effort look at that hey look at that tattoo huh how about that oh uh, yeah did you uh uh have you done any street art or like you know what was your kind of like uh oh, yeah know, i never asked you that like you know were you aware of street art before this man over here i mean yeah what's your awareness yeah. of it yeah like I've, I've been aware of like street art stuff because one of my best friends um well just like with tagging and you know murals and stuff like that but like um my friend justin Lyons, him and his yeah, friend, i know justin yeah do you know jeremy lynch I don't know the name Jeremy Lynch. I may have met him, but uh, Bruce Lurie is is one of my reps out in uh, oh, okay. California and New York I'm and everything. Bruce. So Justin, Justin is, um, yeah, one of his guys. And I actually met uh, Justin and uh, dude, talk about a you know uh, a dedicated um, artist. Uh, yeah. yeah, Justin is is definitely one of those guys. Um, he's um, you know uh, maybe James can throw one of his pieces up here or something like that. But um, it's uh, it's great um he's got such simple cool ideas you know that he represents in a very interesting way and he's very very wise about the colors that he uses and how good they look with the tear design you know oh yeah um yeah so that's uh yeah i i actually um yeah i have, I have a lot of respect for, for justin i don't know if he's as great as you and i are but i'm grateful for you justin i'm i'm very i'm very grateful for justin because justin's been uh he's he's kind of introduced me into his world a little bit with us doing collab collaborations and then also when i was first did my where i first sold artwork it was at the destin seafood festival i literally had like three hours before i was supposed to be like all set up and i had like several pieces that were like stretched but i didn't have them framed and i was like hey man can you help me frame these he's like yeah, come over. Come over right now. So I go over there. He's like, get over there. Stay in the wood Dude. like this. And I'll cut. And he got his nail gun out. And then we oh, man. See, on. I just gained a whole nother level of respect and love for, uh, yeah. for Justin. Wow, so, Justin. That's awesome. But what's, what's really cool is like with our collabs and stuff, because we've been buddies from surfing and everything. But now like with the art, it's kind of like with my mom. Like my mother and I are really close. But now there's this like art bond. And it's like, it's just there's something with that like oh yeah you know and like justin you know like i mean i have other best friends but there's like this irreplaceable bond because of art with justin he's like totally just, understand like, it's kind of like a yeah. i don't know like a soul brother you're like yeah you, man. dude artist like, no, no he's being an artist like, you know yeah like I said, and when you find when someone you else find... who's put that effort in like he has and and has a notoriety and you know how much fucking effort that took and you can look at each other and give each other the nod. Yeah, the bond there is, uh, I don't know if any that it could be a whole lot closer, maybe as, as close, but yeah, totally. It's I agree, al- bro. It's always cool when you find somebody going to the same destination as you on the journey. You, you know what I mean? And yeah. Like, oh, shit. That okay. is cool and, and, and it's grateful and that you enjoy being around and it inspires you. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, Absolutely. it's definitely tough to find your com- you know comrades in this game, man. But Because uh, there's no, like, there's no like egos or anything like that. It's, you know, we, 
we hang out, we create, we appreciate each other. You know, I appreciate Justin's work and I've always admired his stuff and always supported him way before I ever even thought about or it, the whole art thing ever came about. So I wow, okay, go see his art like... shows and stuff. And I've how long have you known him? How, how many years have you known him? Ooh, I think I've known Justin since like early 2000s. And kind of funny is because like I've worked for Justin back in like 2008, 2009, which is kind of when he was sort of emerging as an artist just yeah trading put his artwork out there yeah so we used to sell alarm systems going door to door and you want to talk about a job <laughs> that has stories and has the hardest job in the world going door to door during the recession trying to sell home alarms security systems in austin with 120 degrees outside that's like that's not easy people are immediately already pissed off dogs are trying trying to bite you and chase you down the street <laughs> and you're trying to sell somebody something when they don't want you there and gain their confidence <laughs> and respect like is he in town is justin in town so he just moved down to miami oh damn but he said he was supposed to come back up like within the next week or so to get some really stuff up here so if he oh, does we should all hang Yes. Yeah, that's that's what I think oh, that's one yeah, of the man. best things about Teach going back to take care of his dad because uh you know he's been out here in California so long and he knows all these different California artists. It's nice to uh, go back and tap into his hometown community, man. Because uh, I, I like I said to me, I don't have usually have time when I've been here him coming to take care of my dad. You know, I'm I'm in here. I do what I can. I got to get back out to California, take care of the wife and kids, and um, so that's why I haven't been able to hook up with you before. I've wanted to, man. I have so wanted to. But um, sometimes some of the things that I'm dealing with, uh, unfortunately, uh, the energy that it that it took out of me, mm -hmm. um, I just I want to I want to have better energy. I want to you know that's it. I just want to have better energy and more energy when I met and hung out with you guys. Yeah. So, um, dude, I, I look forward to hanging out with you either tomorrow or the next day. We'll figure that out. Oh yeah. Um, dude, drop your socials. Like, if people want to get in touch with you, how uh, how do they do that? Yeah, so you can check out my social stuff on like Instagram, which is at gnarly harley, G-N-A-R-L-Y, or also on like Facebook, uh, gnarly fish prints. And then if someone wants to email me or whatever, uh, gnarly fish prints at gmail.com. That's awesome, man. I, honestly, yeah. it's so cool. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, next time we talk, man, I want to, I want to, I feel like you have an extensive knowledge of fish, man. And, you know, city boys like, like me who and music up. dude he's a music he loves i mean like i love having, those shows i can't wait to get to know the music side of, of, of harley as well yeah man i mean like since you're a local man let let this man uh you're coming uh, to california with me into september okay dude start okay. planning start arranging get things covered do you have a, a, a wife or kids or anything no any ladies out there i'm single no kids <laughs> if you want to be okay if you want to be but um don't have any kids okay this world already has too many people right now like adopt okay adopt because there's plenty of kids out there that don't have parents yeah um i don't know if there's anything else great i could say james let's we'll do like this I said, is my favorite Har podcast ever <laughs> harley I, i'm, I'm ever. looking forward to getting to know you bro and uh yeah like i said if you come out or next time we have we have you on again man but uh it's awesome i can tell by the vibe oh we're gonna have him on again dude yeah <laughs> yeah i was gonna say there's not there's just a, one more time. I, there's there's going to be multiple. Uh, I mean, dude, come on. What was that, Harley? Go ahead. I was going to say, there's a lot There's a lot of experiences and stories to share. Everything from, like, the art business that I've learned also to just 
those things that you go through, like rookie things and um, just, yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot of things I've, cause I've been doing this now seven years. Mm. So in that time frame, the stuff, some of the stuff I've experienced, man, it's like, Holy well, shit. Well, well, let me ask you, man. What, what, <laughs> what, is, is, what, what is like, just, just before we go, just tease it for next time. What, what Off the top of your head, I mean, like in the past seven years, what was one of the most challenging things you had to go through as a as an artist in your art business? Man, one of the most, like some of the most challenging stuff is just like navigating like kind, like kind of where, sort of where I'm at right now is a very challenging moment because I'm, I'm growing and there's, and there's like a, a lot of in, like attention and inquiries and everything that's coming in. But then like, I'm trying to like keep my energy, which has been hard is like, I want to work super hard and the balance of it. So have time for my family, have time for friends. You know, I, I would like to have a relationship and, you know, find a woman. So it's like trying to find a balance and then stay consistent and stay on top of stuff. But then also too, it's like, like on Instagram, this comes from a very humble place, but like, I might have a lady that can help you out. Okay. <laughs> we'll figure that out. But what like, yeah. but like on I like mean, social Christina. media, like on like Instagram, like I've got, I don't know, I get like a lot of message inquiries. And I remember when I just got one message from somebody and I was like, like so excited that somebody messaged me about something, <laughs> my artwork. I was that's, like, what? that's why I don't go on Instagram no. much these days, dude. I can't. You know, I don't have time to deal with all the. Totally, man. Huh? You know, you know, you know. It's it's awesome because, like, at the beginning, you know, we were like, "Oh, I wish somebody would notice my art." And then when it actually comes, and there's a shit ton of messages, yeah, you're like, "Fuck, can I?" Ha I'm I'm trying to keep up with these inquiries so I don't actually lose money, right? And then it becomes like you, a, the lady I'm totally talking about. Um, her name is Christina Lemang. You'll meet her okay. when you come out to uh, California. Um, she is, uh, you know pretty much working as my manager to help oh, me sick. deal with stuff as well and I told her that um you know I'd hope that she would want to help other artists out as well and that I'll do my best to you know if there's someone especially someone to do from my own hometown that I really like and everything you know I'm gonna try to hook them up and if uh you know if she digs you if you guys dig each other um she's uh she's one of the I think she has the potential to be one of the best only because she hasn't wanted to do this yet like she's worked in art galleries and sold like a lot of really expensive artwork some of the oh. top galleries in la her knowledge is you're not going to find a whole lot better for what it is that i need to accomplish yeah. and it's just a matter of um the logistics and the amount in time you know so um i uh, dude i look forward to hanging out with you soon yeah, and absolutely. um dude, thanks again for coming on i'm so grateful for you Thanks for having me on, guys. That oh, yeah, was a uh, so pleasure much, and uh, honored. Oh, yeah. We'll talk again, oh, thanks, man. man. For the listeners, uh, follow us at PTTP Show. Leave us a review on iTunes. Love you guys. Take care and peace. Peace. Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. 
You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash PTTP show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.